This is Pete Jones, and you are listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. Welcome to the new episode. We're going to start off today with some call-ins. Over to you guys. Hey, Pete, it's Froth. Uh, I'm, this is not your most recent episode I'm commenting on, but I'm, I'm getting caught up on your stuff. And um, the new campaign one, so you've probably been already running some sessions, but I just wanted to say how much I enjoy Stonehell as well. Both the uh, first book and the second book you know, are really um, affordable and so well laid out and easy to use at the table. And, um, uh, you know, you can look at them and tell they're going to be easy to use, but once you start running them, it's just like butter. Uh, so easy to flip back and forth and understand with the way it breaks down the quadrants of each section of the um, levels and has all the important stuff kind of set aside and laid out and uh, so i really am such a fan of that and just michael curtis's stuff in general and i hope your game's going great enjoying your ship your stuff see ya so that first one was from jeremy frothsoff smith from the thought eater podcast yes don't hell as a gm it's a great uh, layout um i like that it's all contained on two pages um you've got the map with the key features um, for that level or for that uh, area. And on the second page, you've got the room key, um, which is just enough information for a GM uh, to inspire you, but not too much information that you're looking at reading all the way through it. Um, so it uh, gives you that opportunity to add some of your own stuff. So yeah, it's really easy to read and at the table, as you said, this one's really buttery smooth. Hi Pete. Great episode on Metzner. Metzner was my first entry into Dungeons and Dragons. In 1985, my friend got that box set and we started playing. But um, English was not my native language and I just started learning English that year. So we used uh, translated versions of fighting fantasy and incorporated those rules into Dungeons and Dragons until we could understand what the real rules were. But uh, we just kept working hard on it and I really think that it proved my English. Um, so that was a great start, role-playing. And that's the first time caller to the show, uh, Benjamin Hinnom. I hope I got that right. Uh, it doesn't look as if Benjamin's got a podcast at the moment. Yes, uh, I suppose... For an non-English speaker, uh, learning to role-play um, when you're learning a language must be difficult. If you like um, fighting fantasy, uh, another suggestion I'd like to make is uh, Troika RPG. Um, that's by Daniel Sell. Uh, I recently purchased it. Um, it takes fighting fantasy rules and puts on some real weird uh, gonzo vibe on it. So uh, check, check those out. So thanks for the call-ins, guys. Much appreciated. Now on with the show. One of the rules that uh, often gets overlooked in role playing is encumbrance. It's usually hand waved. I think the reason for it goes back to some of the older rules where it was a real pain in the backside to calculate encumbrance. Everything had a weight, you had to add the weight of each item. So people didn't really bother with it, it was just hand waved unless there was something really obvious that slowed someone down. One of the uh, first systems I came across that simplified it to a, a great deal was the black hack, where you could carry a number of items equal to your strength ability. 
nice and simple. Uh, I recently played Le uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, and this has a really good incumbent system that's very usable, and it's baked into the character sheet, so it makes it easy for the players, easy for the GM. So basically, every item is one of three states. Every item is classified as either encumbering, non-encumbering, or oversized. On your character sheet, you have a number of equipment slots. And the first five slots you can hold does not affect your encumbrance at all. The next five adds plus one to encumbrance. The five after that adds plus one to encumbrance. So you just list the items down, and once you get to six, you add plus one to encumbrance. When you get to eleven, you add another plus one to encumbrance, and so on. Nice and simple. You also have non-encumbering equipment, and these are things like clothing, uh, small items that aren't going to affect your encumbrance. Do not go in your equipment list, they go in a separate box from the non-encumbering equipment. Also interestingly, leather armour goes here, so you can wear leather armour completely free, and it doesn't encumber you whatsoever. Then you have uh, items that do encumber you, like chain armour and plate armour. Again, these don't go on your equipment list. But chain armour counts as one towards your encumbrance, plate armour counts two towards your encumbrance. Nice and simple. So lastly, you have oversized items. And these are items, usually your two-handed weapons or heavy items. They still take a single slot up in your equipment list, but they also count as an extra possible encumbrance. So your long sword goes on your equipment list, takes one slot, but adds plus one to your encumbrance. Small items can be grouped together, as long as they're like items, so 8 arrows or 15 stones is one item, and you can put it in one equipment slot. Then all you do is you count up how many points of encumbrance you've incurred from your armour, your items, and your oversized items, and that gives you your total points in encumbrance. And if you have 0 or 1 points, you're unencumbered and can move freely. Well, if you get up to 5 encumbrance points, which is the maximum, you're over-encumbered, and you can't move. So it's really simple, you can keep an eye on it at all times, um, and that's it. The only uh, other thing that, um, that uh, you can add to that is coins. Uh, coins, you can have a maximum of 100 coins as one slot, and it doesn't matter the de denomination. So that's how encumbrance works in Lamentation of the Flame Princess. It's very simple, um, being baked into the character sheet makes it very usable. Uh, even the equipment lists are clever in that uh, non-accumbent items are noted in italics and oversized items are bold italics. So even when you're looking through the equipment list, you can quickly see what encumbers you and what doesn't encumber you. Uh, anybody else got any ideas on encumbrance and uh, any systems that they like or they use? Or um, do you know it altogether? Let me know. So that's it for today's show. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to my blog at Dragons Are Real Podcast. .tumblr.com You've been listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. You can contact me by leaving a message via the Anchor app or visit the podcast website petejones.neocities.org or on OSR Anchorites at the Audio Dungeon Discord. Thanks for listening. The opening music is Siesta by Jazar. The closing music is Control Distress by Bizbaz Studio. <laughs>